gentlemen welcome to the multiverse of matches prediction show right here on your favorite impact show itself part of the wednesday night wallop network down under impact today i've got a guest joining me to predict some matches with me i've got lee all the way from america perched from the top rope lee how's it going buddy hey i'm doing pretty good it's uh 9 a.m over here and where i am in the states <laughs> I'm excited to do this because I don't know much about the multiverse. And from what I understand, things can get pretty crazy in it. Exactly. And that's like, you've got pro wrestling knowers, Eddie Edwards. I did not think I'd be saying that at all. He's turned his back on impact, but thank you so much for getting up at early hours of the morning. Ah, oh, no, man. It, it, I, I'm up anyway at this time. I usually <laughs> start work at seven, but uh, I, w- I was doing podcasts last night. I had to explain to people, I make a funny sound, like with my lips when they touch now. I've got over 20 stitches in my mouth, and uh, as soon as I'm off of this show, the stitches are coming out, so I'm pretty happy today. Hell yeah, and I'm loving that studio. That's just absolute wicked. Do you want to Thank give you. us a quick rundown of what we're all seeing there? Okay, so I am a very big collector of the WWF Hasbro line. Everything behind me is WWF Hasbro related. I have all five rings, and I've even gone out of my way to recreate the old WWF Superstar stage. I'll move out of the way real quick that you can see right here. Oh, that is cool. They light up. They're really cool. Um, I got a bunch of figures for every ring. Uh, I have two sets of tag team rings. I have just a general of wrestlers. Uh, The yellow King of the Ring ring is what I would consider the WWE Hall of Fame style of Hasbro's. And then I've got uh, the rivalries, like the best rivalries, Papa Shango and Ultimate Warrior. The ladder match with HBK and Razor Ramon, Big Boss Man, the Mountie, Nails, things like that. Um, These are the figures I had as a kid. And I knew that when I was going to get into podcasting and stuff, I wanted to create a really, really cool atmosphere that was like really inviting for all fans. And I figured this is the way to go. And even the stools, like, right in the front there, I'm just looking at them going, my God. So approximately into the thousands, how much have you spent on that whole thing? 
Even that monster can. Jesus Christ. Uh, the monster can was free. Uh, the stools were a Christmas <laughs> present from my mom. Uh they they were I know they weren't cheap because they're like $150 on wweshop.com each. Uh, the sign was made by a, a friend, Colin Shaw Cross, in uh, a figure group. And the 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 poster behind me of the crowd in the audience, probably about $75, all you know, through and through. Uh, the rings were not cheap. So yeah, it, it's it's definitely uh two to three thousand dollars all invested total i'd say <laughs> that is incredible and for those that are wondering what's going on with my head right now and even my hands it's the wacky world of the multiverse yeah but, right, i want to give a couple of shout outs before we get going i want to shout out um marie quickly because i know she's a big foodie i'm gonna Life for me slowly getting back to normal. And for the first time since I've moved out of um, the mine and into the gem fields, mm-hmm. I've cooked a home-cooked meal for the first time. So I'm going to post some photos of that on Twitter later on. It was a mango and sweet chili kebabs with pesto chicken pesto noodles with some vegetables mixed in. We've also got our little Chucky doll from the pot once hey. I get the whole mine set up. And today's outfit was brought to you by Pat McAfee. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all know Pat loves to wear his singlets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that right. fruit tongue, by the way. So let's get into these matches. How familiar are you with the world of impact at the moment? Pretty, pretty good. I'm pretty good with it. Awesome. It's my main show that I've been watching, and I think it was... A couple of days ago, someone mentioned, oh, it's Mania Week starting. And I'm like, wait, what? We're that close to Mania? And I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah. And to be honest, if it wasn't for the stitches in my mouth, I have Sonny Ono and Ultimo Dragon at WrestleCon this whole week. I can't even be there because I can't fly. So if you go to WrestleCon, make sure you stop by and see Sonny Ono and Ultimo Dragon. Sorry, I got to pull the shameless plug. (laughs) All right. So our first match is the Good Brothers, which is the Bullet Club now, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. For those that aren't completely familiar, that's Luke Gallows from WWE. And they are going up against Ring of Honor's the Briscoe Brothers, Jay and Mark Briscoe. Yeah, I found this interesting. Uh, And the reason why I'm finding this match interesting more and more is because comments that were made by Tony Khan, especially when it comes to Ring of Honor. um, I don't know what the relationship with AEW and Impact really is anymore. It seems like there there really isn't one. Mm. And these matches were made seemingly, you know, with, with these Ring of Honor talents before Tony Khan made his announcement of purchasing Ring of Honor. Yeah. So I don't know who we're still going to see after this with now that Tony owns Ring of Honor. But this is going to be a phenomenal match. 
I mean, the Good Brothers always put on a good show. The Briscoes, this gives them another stage to really showcase their talents. The talent in this match is just out of this, ironically enough, out of this world. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. You're all you're already in the multiverse, so <laughs> you're ready for it. It's like wild out here. Just yeah. the stars are beautiful. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, if you get the chance, come visit the multiverse. This is I don't know how I got here, but it's definitely worth the visit. If you ever get the chance, guys, come visit the multiverse. Um, even as you said, with Tony Khan picking, um, buying Ring of Honor, normally I would have put the Bullet Club and Impact over being as it's an Impact run show, or at least I believe it is. But with Tony Khan acting the way he has lately, and we're going to get into that a bit later. Mm-hmm. I'm almost thinking Tony Khan's had some form of input in this to the where I'd almost say the Briscoe brothers are going to go over. And that's where I want to go. I want to put my bet with the Briscoes. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I had in my mind, the Briscoes winning. Uh, it is a non-title match as I believe the good brothers are, are also the impact tag team champions. If I'm not mistaken, it's a non-title match, which I'm fine with, but looking over the card, it seems like the card is full of wrestlers part in other companies as well. I believe the um, Good Brothers were the tag champions. Last time I checked, they lost it to Violent by Design. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then they've just recently been screwed over by Honor No More. Yes, that's right. They did. I forgot about that, actually. So I wouldn't um, even be surprised if there's on and no more gets involved in this match, setting up, a, giving the Briscoes the win and setting up a future storyline. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see, personally, I'd like to see the Briscoes win. Just, uh, you know, there was recent things about them, especially like going to AEW and things like that. Where, where fans had seemingly thought that it's it's not going to happen, especially due to comments made in the past and that there were people within AEW that were purposely trying to make it so they weren't. But they are the current ROH Tag Team Champions, and now ROH is owned by, obviously, Tony Khan AEW. I'm going with the Briscoes on this just because they are tag team champions. I I think that realistically the good brothers don't need the win. They're already over as is. And I do think that you're going to see some form of interference. Yeah. I'd almost put money on the, there's going to be an interference. And if I had to say anyone, it's on or no more. They give the Briscoes the win. Yeah, well, you could even say the they on and no more screws the Briscoes over because they're the Ring of Honor tag champions, and these guys are going against everything Ring of Honor was. Yeah, so yeah. it could go either. It honestly could go either way. But I'm with you on this one. I'm putting my bet on the Briscoe brothers. So next match, intergender ultimate X match for the X division championship. It's Trey Miguel, who's the current champion, Chris Bay, Rich Swan, Vincent, 
Blake Christian and Jordan Grace. I love Ultimate X. I love it. It's been a match that has been around since the TNA days. It's an almost 20-year-old match now. And you won't see it in any other promotion. Like No. You'll see and TLC this- matches in lots of promotions, but you will not see Ultimate X anywhere else. No, and, and that's what makes it even more special. It's something that you literally can't duplicate without knowingly ripping it off. Mm. You know, the TLC matches, we always, you know, we know the TLC match for WWE. We know other companies do that match, but they always call it something different or they don't refer to it as a TLC match and just, yeah. oh, it's a ladder match, but hey, there's going to be tables and ladders involved anyway. So what? I believe uh, it's full metal mayhem for impact. Yeah. Just like that. And the, the ultimate X isn't just cruiserweight style. You know, we've seen bigger men like Samoa yeah. Joe involved uh, back in the day. I believe even Kevin Nash was in an ultimate X match. Well, the I way think I believe that, I was gonna, go sorry, ahead. the way I um, believe is as someone put it, it's not um, cruiserweight style. The X in X division stands for extreme. So like you're taking it to the extreme. So wrestlers who take things to that next level. So you don't have to be a cruiserweight. There's no weight limit. Yeah. I mean, we generally see the more smaller guys involved in these matches per se, but like we've seen Samoa Joe, we've seen Kevin Nash in these matches and they're great matches. There's never been a bad ultimate X and I'm expecting this to be the same you got a lot of people to pick from in this match it could go to anybody realistically i would personally like to see jordan grace win i believe she would be the first woman to hold the x division title if i'm not mistaken so. so i would like to see her win just for that historic moment but Trey Miguel is also on fire at the same time since he's, yeah. he's become champion. I'm personally going to go with Jordan Grace. I'm going to call Trey Miguel defending. I think if he does drop the title, it's not here. But I agree with you. I'd love to see Jordan Grace win that X Division Championship. She's doing a lot of intergender matches and... I mean this in the nicest way possible. Like, it's not a dig at Jordan Grace, but she's become the next generation. I can't even think of a name now. The intergender matches impact. We're doing Semi Callahan and Miss Controversial. Yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank. I thought you were going to talk about China because of her, her size. And we knew that China and the WWE, you know, was in Royal Rumbles wrestled the men for the intercontinental championship, like Jeff Jarrett, things like Mm. that, you know, Um, I I thought that was the comparison you were going with. No, I was going to say, I reckon Jordan Grace could become the second woman to win the impact world championship. Yeah. The way she's going, she's held the digital media championship. She's gone to war with Matt Cardona 
Yeah. As stupid as the match concept was, they made it work that dot com match or dot combat match. I'm like, the name was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah. And the content creators like us, that match was heartbreaking. Just the match itself, where you're sitting there, we value our items that we buy, like, for instance, my snowball microphone. They were grabbing keyboards and microphones and video cameras. DVD players just breaking all this equipment that us podcasters use, spend our money on. And I'm sitting there. It wasn't the wrestlers I felt bad for. It was the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wanted to email Ross from Impact and be like, hey, if any of that equipment still works, I'll gladly <laughs> take it off your hands. Because, <laughs> you know, we, we talked about how much like this all cost me to do. My microphone is super glued on the stand because it's broken because my cats knock it off sometimes. <laughs> so, so if anyone from Impact is listening, uh, I'll email you to find out if any of that equipment still works and find out what you did with it. <laughs> I could use some new equipment. <laughs> All right. So you're going Jordan Grace. I'm calling yeah. Trey Miguel to defend. Right now, on. next match is completely impact-free, depending on how you want to look at it. It's New Japan's Tomohiro Ishii versus pro wrestling Noah's Eddie Edwards. Yeah. This, yeah, this is where is... it gets interesting, because I don't know anything about Noah, but obviously you just pretend that he's associated <laughs> with impact. I don't know much about Ishii. I know the name, but that's about as far as my knowledge goes. So this is going to be an interesting match. Uh, again, I'm, I was shocked with the, the pro wrestling Noah, but then again, we've also seen Eddie Edwards turn his back on impact mm. when he, uh, you know, dropped to a knee in front of honor no more. Well, it depends on what story you buy. Because did he turn yeah. his back on Impact, or did Impact turn his back, turn their back on Eddie Edwards? Yeah, you could. You, it depends on how you look at it. I, I look at it as uh, you know he turned his back, and you know for for storyline telling purposes, like even his wife Alicia Edwards was tweeting mm. about it. With, well, if you, with Eddie, if you watch the reasoning behind why he stood by honor no more so it makes perfect sense he worked his back off he was loyal and he just sat there and watched person after person get given chance to bring that impact title from aew back to impact wrestling and all he wanted to do was fight for impact and be given that chance but he was overlooked and that's why he believes they turned his back on him yeah i mean you can he he definitely put a great, I don't want to say spinner twist on it. Mm. Um, I guess it's all going to boil down to who you personally side with and how anyone personally feels about the storyline. The way that I look at it is I felt that he turned his back on impact. Yeah. And I can see his points. Like he, he wanted to be the guy he wanted to be the guy and, and he wasn't the guy you know, letting emotions run wild 
you know, when things like that happen, totally understandable. Uh, I've been there myself wanting to be, to be the guy. And when you're not, it does something up here to you. Yeah. It plays with your psyche. It, it plays with your emotions. It plays with your mental stability. And we're seeing a whole new side of Eddie Edwards. We have not seen, you know, we've seen him uh, be a face. We've seen him be a heel, but this heel, I, if depending on how you look at it, is he the mm. heel or is impact the heel? Exactly. This, and ironically run, enough, this is the second time he's turned heel, but the last time he turned heel, they like Becky, Becky Lynch had to turn him face again because he was just getting cheered too much as a heel when he was going to war with Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Second time around, like Becky Lynch finally gets the boots. The crowd is booing him. Yeah. You know, and especially, you know, when you're in a company and then depending on how you look at it, him turning his back to the company that's where fans really, really, that's where the booze really started. So there are fans out there that are on both sides because you, you, you still get, you still hear some claps and cheers within the booze without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this match, but I, I'm going to go with Eddie Edwards and it's not because uh, I don't think that Ishii can pull the win off. He absolutely can. I just think there's more of a buildup towards Eddie Edwards winning than mm. there is Ishii winning. And that's exactly it. Like, if Ishii wins, what does that do for Ishii? Where if Eddie wins, that at least helps build his um, heel run to the championship. Yeah, and, and, and it builds him further into into what's next for him, which we don't know what's next. Yeah. From, uh, the as booking, far, yeah. from a booking standpoint, it makes more sense. Yeah. And, and as far as Ishii, we really don't know how long he's here for, you know, you know, in impact to, to do these things. Yeah. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with Eddie Edwards. I'm I'm definitely with you that Eddie will win this match. I don't even think this is much of a question here. Yeah. The next one becomes more interesting, though. The next match has the potential to be match of the night, and if it's not match of the night, I will be shocked. Chris Saban versus Jay White. Yeah, it's going to be good. That is really, really going to be good. We've already seen Jay White versus Alex Shelley, the other half of the Motor City Machine Guns. And now and he's that was a off. great match. Yeah, that that was a very that was a match a lot of people slept on, and it stole the show. I I I love the show stealing matches. To be honest with you, especially and when they're the ones you're not expecting. Yeah, like and um, because. What is it? Mania Night 2, I believe it is. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Another one people are sleeping on. And it is more than likely going to be another match of the night contender. Oh, 100%. You know, um, when it comes to the show stealers, 
you know, you have your main events and this and that, and certain wrestlers work certain styles. When it comes to show stealers, in my eyes, it tells me that I don't want to say undercard guys, but this is an undercard match for the most part. Yeah. These guys, when it comes to that, they want to, they're sitting there saying, you know, if we want to elevate ourselves from where we are to a higher, a higher standard here in impact, let's go out there and not give a hundred percent. Let's give a thousand percent. Let's put it all on the line. And I think that's what we're getting. We're going to get with this match. So if anyone is sleeping on this match, please don't. We yeah. know what Jay White is capable of. You know, when Alex Shelley and Chris Saban as a tag team years ago, one of the best tag teams in the world together, those two. Yep. So I'm expecting this to steal the show. I don't know what to expect, to be honest with you, but I know it's going to be a phenomenal, it's going to be a great match. It's just, it's the show stealer of the night. And I, I think that's, I think this is going to be hands down the best match that we see on the card. Not to put pressure on them at all, but I reckon this is, if they show up and show out like I think they're going to do, we're looking at another repeat of Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, absolutely. 100%. You, you just hit the nail on the coffin, man, right there. I'm, I wish their AEW matches lived up to that, but their best match came at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And, I, you know, for fans, I am a Bullet Club fan, as you can see. Um, I got to go over here. I got it on. And, and earlier, I, I went against the Good Brothers. This time, I can't go against Jay White on this. I think Jay White wins. Uh, you know, he's working Impact. He's working uh, AEW. Mm. So I, I gotta, I, I, I can't see Jay White losing this. It, it, as much as I want to say Chris Saban, I think yeah. again yeah. they go out there and they give it a thousand percent. I think I think Jay White picks up the W. This is definitely Jay White smash to win. And like I don't know much about New Japan because the only time I ever watch New Japan is Wrestle Kingdom. So I know there's a lot of factions like Bullet Club and LIJ, Chaos. Um, I was mainly introduced to Bullet Club through Impact. I'd known of Jay White, but I was, wouldn't say I was really ever a fan. Wow. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. Jay my thoughts on Jay White have just done that, just rocket. I'm like, this guy is incredible. And his finishing move, holy shit. Right. But going right. on factions in, as you said, you're a Bullet Club man, going on New Japan factions, United Empire. Oof. <laughs> Oof, right? For two reasons. One, I'm a beyond big fan of Will Ospreay and one of their tag teams in the faction I was watching at, um, on fight at a show in Sydney um, the state below my New South Wales 
Mm-hmm. They lost the match and the titles, but the match was show of the night. Like it was one of those. Check out the Australian independent scene. That's all I can say. It's, I'm gonna have to if 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 you could send me some links where I can like watch yeah. some. I would totally be into it. And. I watched um, MCW, which is a brand I've been following for years. Mm-hmm. The very first wrestler I ever interviewed was Adam Brooks back in not long before the pandemic hit. He just won. I interviewed him, I think, not even a month after he won the MCW World Championship. The person he won the title off, Slax, got signed to Ring of Honor. I think Slax had about two matches Adam Brooks got signed to Ring of Honor and they were meant to have a match against each other at a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, which got cancelled. It was like that first Ring of Honor pay-per-view as the pandemic hit. Oh, wow. The most since then, um, MCW's got like three or four shows on the Fight Network. Fight Network. The most recent pay-per-view was last Sunday for me, Sunday night. So, yeah, Sunday night. I had Sunday off, that's right. Sunday night, that title he won a couple of years ago when the pandemic started, he lost the title Sunday night. Oh, wow. So that's how long he's held that title for. He's now over in the States, and I cannot wait to see Adam Brooks light up the US scene. So keep your eye out for Adam Brooks. I'm going to have to now, 100%. Going to have to. Brooks calls himself the Sledge, which... He's an absolute legend and just sitting down. This is before I ever got into video interviews. So he was my first audio interview on Spotify. We were sitting there talking about beers and donuts. It was great. (laughs) And if you go look on my YouTube channel for Mining for Mayhem, my most recent videos, you'll see in in, um, the background some kick pads. I actually bought them from Adam Brooks himself. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And if I'm not mistaken, I actually believe they were the kick pads he won in that he wore in that championship match he, where he won the title. And it was so historic when he did it because he spent 11 years in MCW. He was a multi-time tag team champion, and it took him 11 years to win the world title. And in the meantime, he's had matches with Robbie Eagles. He's had matches with Will Ospreay. He's been over to the UK. He's wrestled in the US before. No, I'll definitely send you some links. So going back to it, we've both gone Jay White's. Our next match. Oh, boy. Here we go. Breathe. Try not to lose your shit. TK, (laughs) you are an absolute asshole for this. Deanna Perrazzo versus TBA, the Champ Champ Challenge. So basically the way this works is Deanna Perrazzo goes out to the ring, calls, holds her two belts up. The challenger comes out, points to which belt she wants, and then defends that particular belt, whether it be the Ring of Honor title or the AAA Reina de Reina title. Who do we think is going to answer the challenge? Do we think it's going to be Impact Wrestler or do we think it's going to be someone outside of Impact? I almost want to say someone outside of impact and 
see, there's a lot going on during WrestleMania week, especially this mm. Friday. Yeah. Because, you know, ROH does have a card on Friday as well. We know that obviously Friday we have this and, and there's other stuff going on from autograph signings and, and other, you know, other independent shows. <sighs> See, it's hard because I know on that ROH card, they're doing a interim ROH women's oh. champion, right? Oh, I, when I first read that and I put that in our PWF chat, yeah, I was fuming reading that. Like I was, this is two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, whatever it is. And I'm pacing yeah. up and down the house. Like I was, if you could see steam and smoke come out of someone's ears, it was like a choo-choo train coming out of mine. See if I can find the actual, here we are. So it's Tony Khan put on Twitter, Ring of Honor Supercard of on a Friday Dallas Metroplex interim Ring of Honor women's world title. Willow versus Mercedes Martinez. Now, nothing against the women. They're just doing what they're getting paid. We have a Ring of Honor world champion wrestling in the multiverse. Why do we need an interim one? Yeah. And this is where I get, I find it interesting where there are other impact wrestlers like on this card. And we do know that the Briscoes are taking on, uh, I believe it's FTR on that ROH card. Mm. You know, so they're pulling double duty. We've how also, I don't know how. To- we've also seen um, when Dion Peraza was the um, Impact Knockouts champion, she held an open challenge back then, which was actually answered Slammiversary, I believe it was last year by Thunder Rosa. Oh my God, that yeah. was a phenomenal match. Oh my God, it was. I mean, realistically or logically, I reckon they're going to have an impact person answer it. I pray to God it's someone in the multiverse because just imagine, oh, imagine the possibilities. I already know who I want to answer, answer it. I reckon she retains, but I want to say Ty Valkyrie. That would be awesome. That oh. would be awesome. I'm going to go with a different different take on this because of what Tony Khan's doing. I think we see an AEW talent show up to challenge and points at the ROH championship. Mm. I'm going to say that talent wins, and then you see whoever wins at the ROH card take on the AEW talent. And then you have the interim champion versus the champion. There you go. And decide who the real champion is type deal. Yep. As far as who it could be, like you had just said Thunder Rosa. I don't know. I, I, I don't have a particular person in mind, to be honest with you. I was going to say she's the AEW world women's champion yeah, at the moment. So she it is could- now. But there's been a call-out over the past year, champion versus champion, back when Deanna was the knockout champion. The Deanna versus Britt Baker. Yeah. I could see 
a Britt Baker showing up and doing this because she just lost her title. Exactly. I mean, I could see maybe a former women's champion like Kelly Klein shows up. You know, she was the one who vacated the ROH champion literally after Ring of Honor fired her. Uh, Mm. There was a lot of controversy around it, actually. So, I mean, maybe Kelly Klein could come back. Maybe Britt Baker. Uh, I I think I'm reaching a little too hard, to be honest with you. But I really see this as an AEW talent coming in to get the ROH champion back, to bring it back to the company type deal. Because it's clear that Deanna Perrazzo is not leaving Impact anytime soon. And it's for and, this and, reason I think Tony Khan is an absolute fuckwit. Yeah. I've and never you, had anything against him. But, and, and I've been trying so hard not to swear, but it has been building <laughs> up for two days now or however long ago he posted it. Yeah, mm. and I, I don't think it's schedule-wise easy to work Ring of Honor, to work AAA, and... and impact wrestling mm. there'd be a lot on diana perrazzo's plate where she would be spread way too thin and mm. then you have to think about it amongst three companies how do you make all the storylines work where she is perceived in the same way in all three companies it's a very challenging and complex thing to do uh, and then to be able to keep the storyline straight as fans she's in three companies like it would be very, very hard to do, I feel like. So for this, I'm going to say that it's going to be the Ring of Honor champion picked, and I'm going to say Deanna drops it. Fair enough. And your logic makes sense, so I will, yeah. So fuck you, Tony Khan. <laughs> I'm <just laughs> right? And like you would have seen my analogy in the group chat that I put up. Basically, you've got the AWWE war. To me, impact is Switzerland. See, I don't care about the war. Yeah. It's like they fire shots, the other one fires back. I'm not going to get angry at any side for firing shots. But the way I see, see it is the main war going on at the moment is between Ukraine and Russia. It's like Vladimir Putin just fired on Switzerland for randomly no reason. Yeah, and, and we do know that they did have a working relationship at one point. And obviously exactly. they must because, you know... Um, impact. I really like impact because they are willing to go out of their way to work with other companies. I mean, mm. even recently, like we had seen them work with WWE, allowing the impact knockouts champion, Mickey James in the Royal rumble. You would have never have thought you would have seen that she came out with the championship and all. I mean, it was, it was incredible. I loved watching it. Yeah. Uh, I've never, like, whenever I watched the Royal rumble now, I just put it on my laptop, hook up to the TV, and I just watch it like, and I'll sit there with my phone and text. And every time that countdown timer came on, I stopped and I waited. And if it was someone, I'd go back to tweeting of who just came out. Yeah. I think between buzzer to buzzer, but when Mickey James came out, I did not touch that phone. I sat up. And yeah. all you could hear out of my mouth was, oh, God, country. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that did, she came out to that instead it was of that, awesome. Hey, Mickey, you're so fun. You're so fun. You're blowing my mind. Hey, Mickey, her impact song on the WWE show with the impact title 
And it yeah. even said on that little thing down the wait, down there, yeah, Impact Champion. I mean, they could yeah. have had Impact Knockouts Champion, but eh, close enough. Ben, I, I do want to say this. Ladies and gentlemen, you can catch Ben and I now every Saturday doing a show called Heat Magnet. And ladies and gentlemen, because of this, Tony Khan, you are a heat magnet. Amen to that. <laughs> I have never been fired up over wrestling like I have with Tony Khan before. This is new levels for me. This is unfamiliar territory for me. Yeah, I think it is for everybody. Mm. All right, so our next match is a tag team match. Josh Alexander and Jonah versus Moose and PCO. I have interviewed three out of four men in this match. Jonah's the only one I've not spoken to, actually. Moose went to college 45 minutes away from my hometown, Syracuse University, where he played college football, D1. PCO, the man reinvented his career a few years back. He is doing moves that he didn't do back in the 90s when he was the Quebecers with uh, Jacques Rougeau. Is everyone would know him as, as the Mountie in WWF. That I did not know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh Alexander, phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Uh, recently quit his full-time job in construction to actually pursue impact full-time and become a full-time wrestler. Wait, he was what? Yeah. He, he had a full-time cons- job? Yeah. While he was working impact, he had a full-time job as a construction worker. And, Holy it, shit. and when he was going for the world championship, he made it known that he was quitting that full-time job so that he could pursue this full-time and be just a full-time wrestler, you know, where he was finally making enough money as a pro wrestler where he didn't have to work that full-time job anymore. Mm. So I would have understood them having part-time jobs or casual jobs here and there. But yeah. to be working, to be a pro wrestler on TV every week, to work indie days, and on top of that, still manage a full-time job. Like It's absolutely crazy, right? Yeah, and like imagine going out, for instance, with an injury, whatever it might be, and then having to take time off from your full-time job because you injured yourself wrestling. Yeah. And, or vice versa. And think about if you got if you got injured wrestling, mm. your full-time job can't pay you or do workers' comp because it didn't happen on their site. It happened while you were wrestling type mm. deal. So you end up losing quite a bit of money that way. That's just next-level dedication. Yeah. This is a great match because the storyline between Josh Alexander and Moose, when, you know, Moose seemingly cashed in with Josh Alexander's family after he had just won the world title, Matt Stryker's crying, Delo's crying. It, it was a family feel good moment. And then here comes Moose and just ruins everything and takes what in his mind was rightfully his, that he, that he deserved. And I, mm. I don't disagree. That man deserved to be world champion. And yeah. I believe Josh Alexander does deserve to be world champion. Because I know VBD used the call your shot trophy to win the yeah. tag titles. Moose used, or Rhino used the call your shot to win BBD the titles. 
Moose used his call your shot in the perfect swerve moment. That was if as good, if not greater than the Seth Rollins cash in at Mania. Oh, absolutely. 100%. This, this was a gut-wrenching moment when he did that. Mm. Everyone's all Josh Alexander. Oh my God, his fam- you know, his family's in the ring with him. They're they're celebrating. Matt Stryker made it aware he was just a a, a a a new father having having a newborn. He's crying. Delo's crying. It was such a feel-good moment. And then it was over. And just speed everybody one, two, three. And and as fans, your emotions went from that feel good, heart wrenching moment to you wanted to jump in that ring and try and beat Moose up yourself, but you knew that was not going to happen, type deal. Yeah, you know. And then everything with Jonah and PCO, with, with everything going on between them, they just had recently just had a a, a great one on one match with each other, I believe, at the last pay per view. So the fact that now they've got this tag team going on with this match. I think it's awesome. I think this is going to be a great match. I personally would have loved to have seen the Impact World Championship be defended on this card, but there's only so much that you can do. And I think that instead of having them all go one-on-one against each other again, I think this is just a a great mashup of a match for a tag team match. Part of me wants to say Josh Alexander and Jonah pick up the victory. But then there's that side of me that knows how ruthless Moose is and just mm. how, I, I, I guess, extreme of a style that PCO has become. And I'm going to go with the world champion Moose and PCO because I feel that they have more of a mean streak. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. Well, I'm more interested in... Who screws who? Because my theory is Josh eventually wins the title off Moose. Moose gets into a storyline potentially with Honor No More. So does Moose turn his back on PCO, which costs them the match? Or does Jonah, who's meant to be a heel, turn his back on Josh Alexander? I never thought of that. They were at war a couple of months ago. Like Josh Alexander and Jonah were match of the night. All right. That's a good point. That's a very good point that I I went went 100% overlooked. Because as heels, if things aren't going right, I could see Moose just being like, all right, see ya. Mm. And then it's just PCO against the two of them. But then you also bring up the fact that Josh Alexander and, and Jonah just went to war with each other. Which and is also those, and, why they could respect each other. Yeah. And I could see Jonah being the guy being like, all right, I, this match doesn't have anything of value to me. See you later. And then it's mm. Josh Alexander versus the two, which if that's the case, I could see Josh Alexander pulling the upset. But if it's like Moose leaving on PCO, I would say Josh Alexander and Jonah picked the, the W up. Yeah. See, I reckon the faces come away with the win. Um, going back to Moose for a second, how sold are you that it's Seth versus Cody at Mania? 
you ever see like those memes of like what fans expected versus what fans got mm. okay so there's a meme out there right now where they filled it in the the vacant the silhouette spot in one of them they put cody and then they did like a side by side where they did another one and it was actually they were like what fans want versus what we're getting and the other one was elias <laughs> so i saw one being shane mcmahon and there are rumors that Shane is actually could be mm. part of Mania. Like there's there's rumors that are flying around now. Because everyone seems so sold on it. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. It was the same hype behind Cody returning at Mania as it was back at, I think, 34 with the Hardys returning. Yes. And they were right, the Hardys returned. But my theory the Hardy- is oh, go ahead. the... um. He's not actually returning. It's just WWE is playing on what the hype is, and they're using the Cody hype to their advantage. So what were you saying about the Hardys? So they were able to keep the Hardy boys very, very discreet Mm. upon returning. If you remember, the New Day came out, and they were all in their ring gear, and they were the hosts of WrestleMania. And I was going... Oh, come on. No, they're going to win the championships again because they were in their ring gear. And I'm like, no, really? Like, really? And then you hear the and I jumped out of my seat and went nuts. No one knew that the Hardys were going to be there. No one was expecting it. Cody, though, thanks to the Internet we do know that he did sign a contract with WWE and he signed it about three weeks ago. I'm fairly sold that it's going to be Cody Rhodes. But then again, I start hearing rumblings and this and that, like it was just brought to attention. I believe last night that Shane McMahon is at WrestleMania. So it could be Shane. We know Shane, when it comes to Mania and other big pay-per-views, he loves doing huge, huge spots. Prime example, he 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 and Steve Blackman. Yeah, you know, Uh, since he's returned, what seven years ago now? Yeah, well, not quite. Yeah, about seven years ago. No, hold on. He came back at thirty-two, so about six years ago. Yeah, he's gone to war with the Undertaker. He's gone to war. With AJ Styles, Braun Strowman. Yeah. And I believe he, he, he missed the PC WrestleMania. Yeah, he did. He loves he loves those big spots. Like with he and Steve Blackman over 50 feet in the air falling. Mm. He and the big show, same thing. He jumped from the you know, that scaffolding, you know, with that elbow drop. Yeah. Uh being thrown off, you know, the Titan Tron, thrown off an ambulance by Kane, going through all that glass at King of the Ring versus Kurt Angle. Shane McMahon is one of those wrestlers that I guess seemingly fans, you know, non-AEW fans complain about that. Oh, it's a, he's, a, he's a spot guy. He's a spot guy. But then they'll go and love Shane McMahon for the spots he does. Mm. So it's a catch-22 with that. 
Yeah. I personally like Shane McMahon myself as a wrestler. The things mm-hmm. he's done, I have found very, very, those spots, I like them. I'm not, you know, there's no reason to lie about it. Being thrown off hell in the cell or jumping off hell in the cell and missing Kevin Owens on the table, you know, things like that. You know, those are memorable moments to fans. Like if that's the case and they're complaining and, and, you know, WWE fans complain about the AEW spots. What was Mick Foley being thrown off the hell in the cell being choke slammed through hell in the cell? Those were spots. So, you know, you, you can't you can't you can't play devil's advocate like that with, with things like that. But man, I, so, I'm I'm fairly the, sold, Cody. To be honest, so the but whole reason I brought it up is because if we say okay, so let's say we're sold on him returning to WWE, we'll go Shane versus Seth, for instance. And we'll say Cody returns at Raw after Mania in one of those big Raw after Mania returns. But if in theory he didn't actually go to WWE and they were just playing on the hype, my one fantasy booking when I realized it was actual that he'd left AEW was he's got history with Impact. His main, even though he wasn't there for long, his main storyline in Impact was with Moose when he turned heel on Moose. Moose yeah. calls himself a wrestling god. And with the way Cody was presented in AEW, especially towards the end with his grand entrances and everything, can you just imagine? And Moose comes out, gives an open challenge to anyone in the multiverse or whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be an impact superstar. Goes, I am calling out any challenger who wants to face me for this title doesn't have to be an Impact member or Impact roster member. It can be anyone from any promotion. And you get a good solid minute of nothing. And Moose goes, is there seriously no one? And the lights go out with the exception of two big spotlights that point directly or sideways and then move towards the stage and meet in the middle. Crowd goes quiet and out comes Cody. And just it starts a feud off that Cody and Moose, world champion, wrestling god versus newest wrestling icon. This story's just made, especially with the history between Moose and Brandy as well. You can't see him, but bro, you gave me goosebumps with that. <laughs> you gave me you gave me goosebumps with that one. That was awesome. I I would love to see that. I would love to see that. I really would. I mean, literally, I have, I kid you not, my heat's on at 65, so it's warm in my house, but I got goosebumps. As you were saying that, a chill went down my spine, and then the goosebumps came out, and the whole, the the spotlights, you you thought that through a little bit. That was, that was awesome. I like that. I'll be honest. I I like that a lot. The details, not so much. The I've had the whole wrestling god and Cody coming back because of that in my mind for yeah. a couple of weeks now. The whole spotlight things just meeting in the middle. That was on the spot thinking. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awesome. That was that was awesome. I, I would love to see that now. Cody, uns- I don't you can't unsign a contract, but yeah, this match needs to happen now. Because Cody 100%. wasn't in impact for long, but the storyline's no. there waiting for them. 
Yeah. hundred percent. All right. So going back to the match, Josh, Josh Alexander Jonah versus Moose PCO. Who are you with? I think I'm going to stick with my original and say that the world champion Moose and PCO win. All right. So you're with the heels. I'm going Josh yeah. Alexander and Jonah. Okay. All right. And the next match is probably going to be another match people are sleeping on. And it's when you're talking about multiverse of matches, what match are you interested in? The match that gets the least attention of the night will potentially be the biggest show stealer of the night. Alex Shelley versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Okay. Um, first, I want to... This is Owen Hart, everybody. This is my cat, <laughs> Owen Hart. That's what I named him. Uh, anytime I'm sitting in this chair, he loves to cuddle with me because he knows that I'm working, so uh, don't mind him. Oh, I'm I... saying... Like literally (laughs) right next to me on the bed, you've got my cat Storm. Oh, so so Storm Storm's on the multiverse too. He's there with you. All right. She she was gray and fluffy like a storm cloud when I was driving home, and she was like this tiny little kitten that you could hold in my hands. I looked up to the sky, saw a gray stormy cloud, and that's where her name came from because she's gray and fluffy like a storm cloud. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever um, I was in in the mines and I was doing my podcast. She'd always come in the mines, jump up on my lap. If not, she'd jump up on the computer and walk right in front of the camera. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what- now that I've moved and I'm in what I've renamed my podcast room, the gem fields, she comes in and usually she'll sit next to me, curl up and just go to sleep. Oh, or in yeah, this case, she's not sleeping. She's just lying there because of the heat. Like yeah. it's, we've just passed midnight and the current temperature is 23 degrees, which isn't that hot. I'm just trying to think um, 23 degrees. How do I do this again? Twenty-three degrees in Fahrenheit is seventy-three degrees. Oh wow! But okay. seventy-three degrees at midnight. Yeah, wow. The high today was um, thirty, thirty-three, thirty-three degrees. I think. Oof. So no, thirty-four degrees. So in Fahrenheit, that's actually ninety-three degrees. Oh yeah, I'd be I'd be air conditioner all day. Well, usually it gets cool of a night, so it's too cool for the aircon. So I go to sleep without the aircon on. I woke up just after midday. I said in the group chat I wanted to get some sleep before AEW. Wake up to realize AEW is tomorrow. Today's NXT. Because <laughs> I went looking for it, I'm like, all oh, right, it's NXT. I'm like the day ahead of myself. But I, because I didn't turn the aircon on, and I woke up in like. 93 degree here i was sweating oh i can imagine i can imagine i uh i'm not someone who's fairly particular of liking the heat that's why i live in upstate new york where Mm. my heat's actually on right now because it's only like 30 in my temperature it's only like 30 degrees which 
there's still snow on the ground here near April. Oh, nice. I would love to visit New York. Ironically enough, the next Impact pay-per-view is on my birthday, so the 23rd of April. The downside is the 23rd of April for Impact is going to be the 24th for me, so it'll be the day after my birthday for me. Oh. But they're advertising it all my actual birth dates. I'm like, that is so cool. Hey, that's awesome. That is awesome. All right. So we had a bit of a sidebar there. Alex Shelley, Speedball, Mike Baelish. Okay. So during my last on my show with Perched on the Top Rope, the last time we did a impact uh, pay-per-view prediction, I always have fun with the name Speedball, Mike Bailey. Because of what I know what a speedball is. <laughs> Fans, if you need to you know, Google that, I'm referring to a drug. Um, <laughs> so it's always shocking to me to hear the name Speedball Mike Bailey. I always like laugh inside a little bit. And they just kind of seemingly be like, does anyone know what that is? Or is it just me type deal? Um yeah, this I is just, just you. I've just learned what it was, or at least in oh. an American speedball. I've heard yeah. the term speedball before, but for me, it's a sporting term. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here in the States, it's a drug uh, and not a good. It's a very, very bad drug. You know, it's it's that those hard drugs you don't touch. Ooh, yep. You know, okay. it, it, it's it's not like smoking a joint. I'll just put it like that. Um <laughs> This could be just like Jay White and Chris Saban. This could steal the show too. This could be one of those matches where Shelly and Bailey are like, hey, you know, Saban and White are going to be doing some crazy spots. Yeah. Let's show that up. Let's show that, you know, let's show that up. I would love to see that. I, you know, heck, I would love to see a tag match. Saban and Shelly reunite. And maybe Jay White and a non-Bullet Club member of Speed Bailey team up type deal. Yeah. This match could be match of the night. Well, Me personally. Or, or that, yeah, the X Division. Again, there's a lot of matches here that could be match of the night. I yeah. think you're going to see a lot, of, a lot of showcasing out of every match. This match in particular, I would say... Mike Bailey needs the win more than Alex Shelley. Yeah. Shelley, Shelley is by far already established in his career. Well, Shelley, is Shelley with Impact or is he just working with Impact temporarily? I think he's just working with Impact temporarily, to be honest with you. But so, again, I still think Bailey needs the win over Shelley. Yeah. And I'm going to say Bailey wins. Yeah, I'm with you there. So my history with both these competitors or my knowledge of their history, before he came to Impact, there was a lot of hype behind Speedball, Mike Bailey. Everyone was talking about him. He was very popular. And I think I'd heard of him for about a year before he came to Impact. I'd never really seen any of his work till he came to Impact. First match in Impact I was a fan of him after 10 seconds. He needed 10 seconds to win me over. He had that first match he was involved in. He did those really fast, speedy kicks. 
I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Like, sort of like how Naomi does. Alex Shelley is famous for being part of the Motor City Machine Guns, but what he's not as famous for is being a part of the Time Splitters. And that's where I was first introduced to Alex Shelley when he teamed in the Dusty Cop with Kushida. Yeah, yeah. You know, fans seemingly forget that he did have a brief stint with WWE NXT. And honestly, I forgot about it too. But like, you really Mm. can't forget about Kushida because he come, you know, he used to come out looking like Michael J. Fox from uh, Back to the Future. Mm. But I honestly forgot about that. I'm so glad that you reminded me of that. To be they reference the time splitters, but if my knowledge is correct, time splitters isn't WWE. No, it's it's not. It's Uh, New Japan. Yeah. Which is rare that they mention something or acknowledge something outside of the, their own body. Yeah. I mean, and WWE at certain times, especially recent, has gotten better about that. You know, they'll always, you'll always hear the mention of strong style with Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm. Shinsuke Nakamura was big in New Japan pro wrestling. You know, something that fans maybe seemingly don't know uh, is that Shinsuke Nakamura and Brock Lesnar in New Japan Pro Wrestling had one phenomenal match against each other. Fans kind of forget about these things, but WWE is also not going to let that be known because it wasn't their company that that held that match. And I'll take us off their product. Yeah, and right now Shinsuke Nakamura is not in WWE terms, is not on the same level as Brock Lesnar right now. Oh, not so they would never bring, they, no, they would never, they would never mention that. They would never bring that up. But it happened. Mm. It did. It happened. Um, again, with, with Bailey and, and Shelly, though, Bailey needs the win more. Yeah. If they want to make him a bigger star, they got to put him over Shelly. It's just, I know a lot of people want to see Shelly win and this and that because, because of his name and, and, you know, his past career with the motor city machine guns and everything like that. But Bailey needs the win. I say, give it to him. Oh, I definitely agree with you. And I'm torn with this one. I, I don't really know. I want to say Bailey and I want to go with Bailey, but I could also argue he doesn't need necessarily need the win so long as like, sometimes you can lose a match and still come out the biggest star. And I think yeah. Alex Shelley could say win because of his veteran experience, but then pu- puts on such a great performance that Mike Bailey comes out of that match looking like a world champion and then could be the first competitor to Josh Alexander's title reign, his inevitable title reign. Yeah, and you're and and you are right on that. People can lose and still be put over strong. Mm. Uh, it's rare, you know, but it's possible. It, 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 it's rare and possible. I mean, we sure as heck didn't see it when Austin Theory squashed the Intercontinental Champion Ricochet in less than three minutes on Monday Night Raw. But hey, who am I? Yeah, you know, shows how much I watch Raw lately. This is uh, 
this can be a match where it can be a great back and forth match going back and forth, back and forth, both Mm. guys hitting their big spots, signatures, finishers, pinning each other. And it can be something as simple as Shelly getting a quick roll up for the one, two, three. It Mm. doesn't, you know, depending on how the match goes, I don't think you're going to see either opponent look weak after the match, no matter who wins or loses. But no, I'm, I definitely agree with you. I'm definitely on Mike Bailey. That's where I want to put my bet on. Yeah. I just think he needs the win more than Shelly. If, if Impact wants to start making more notable and established stars within the company, having all these different guys and different companies come in for matches is great and all, but at the same time, you do need to put over your own people too. Mm. And I think that gets lost in the transition with impact sometimes, because we do see a lot of others from other companies go over in matches. This just happens to be a match where I recognize Mike Bally can be a star in the company. You got to give him the victory though. Yeah. Definitely. He's got to get victories over whether it be former established impact stars or current big impact stars, but you're not going to, you're not going to constantly, you're not going to get over losing. I mean, you can, but this is a match where I feel he needs the victory to, to get to the next level in his career in impact. You say you're not going to get over losing, but Kurt Hawkins yeah, Owen oh, 269. Yeah, he was over <laughs> with that. That was a running gimmick, though, with him in, exactly. in, in WWE. But you know, it so didn't they, become one until he hit, what, 100 losses? And a fan brought it up, and then they... And then WWE used it towards their advantage. Well, I think it was Kurt Hawkins himself said, look, I'm on a losing streak. The fans brought it up. Let's make this a storyline. Yeah, I, I, it was a good storyline too. I mean, but as, as I've also said, you can lose and be over, but I, I, you know, but that also didn't really elevate Kurt Hawkins into a bigger role. Granted, he did win the raw tag team championships with at the time, Zach Ryder for a couple of months, mm. but that was a lackluster of a run. They really you know, even yeah. as champions didn't really win a lot of matches and then they, you know, they dropped the belts. Kind of reminds me of the Iconics win at WrestleMania. Yes, yes, yes. Huge win, but what did it do? I mean, the difference being is Iconics actually won it on Mania. Ryder and Hawkins yeah. won it on a pre-show with half a crowd. Yeah, so what, what did it do for the Iconics? Not much. And, and that was seemingly the same thing with Hawkins. Mm. I just feel that like if you want to like really, really push Bailey into the bigger picture, I think he needs to win the match. Yeah. I'm definitely with you on this one. All right. So next match from what my understanding is based on all the matches we've just read, this is the first match in the multiverse with a proper storyline behind it. It's Nick Aldis and Mickey James versus Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. I'm excited for this match. If you know, for anyone who knows me, knows I am a huge Matt Cardona fan. Yeah. 
you know, he is the NWA world champion. He's the Impact Digital Media champion. GCW world champion. The man's going out there collecting belts and and really has, has made a bigger name of Matt Cardona than what mm. Zack Ryder was. Like, I know it won't happen, but I really hope they let him come to the ring with all three belts. Could you imagine? Like the new I Kenny mean, Omega, and then just walks right up to Nick Ellis and holds that NWA world title in his face. Oh. I would say, right? I would say I'm pretty confident he will come out with the NWA world title because of what this match is. Because mm. they're seemingly building it as NWA versus Impact in the mat, you know, as the match. Mm. Uh, even though Mickey is part of Impact as well, Nick is part of NWA. And well, Chelsea Mickey's and Matt, still part of NWA as well. Oh, all four of them are part of all four, are, are part of mm. Impact and NWA. Isn't we've Mickey seen, a producer? Yeah, and we've we've seen Chelsea Green mm. on NWA and Impact, Cardona both, Mickey both, and now Nick is getting into the mix. About time with with, with the storyline that's going on. So. I'm curious really, to see if they bring up his history as Magnus. Right. You know, because he's been part of Impact before. Mm. The thing that I really like is, is the storytelling of the match. Like Chelsea Green, you know, played up breaking her wrist again. And then all of a sudden you just see it. She takes the, she takes the, the thing off her, her, her arm. Yeah. And we're like, oh my God, she worked us. And for those that aren't overly familiar with the impact or how this match came to be, um, Matt Cardona hit Mickey James with his finisher radio silence, which in WWE terms, radio silence was, oh, what was it called in WWE? The Rough Rider. The Rough Rider, that's it. I knew that had come back to me. That is such a shit name. I love radio silence. Yeah, I do too. It just I mean, it suits it, him perfectly. And it was a great radio silence was a great play because if you remember his theme music as Zach Ryder, yeah. he would oh, come out radio. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was just a great great name to rename the finisher and, and to seemingly shut down that hey, I'm still Zach Ryder. Because now no one refers to him as formerly known as Zach Ryder. Mm. You know, he's using his real name, he's straight up Matt Cardona. Uh, we've seen him defeat Nick Aldis in uh, Nick Aldis's rematch for the yeah. NWA title. You know, and then you had Chelsea Green feuding with Mickey James in the mix. This is just, this is going to be a great match. Again, this could be another match that is a show stealer. Mm. Cardona hitting Mickey James with radio silence that shock factor that it delivered because we don't see a lot of at least with wwe you don't see a lot of women interacting with men in the ring yeah. taking bumps the last time we did was we saw happy corbin hit his finishing move on becky lynch and yeah oh, that left the world on fire yeah like he the got fans hate off that yeah, the fans went nuts because you don't see that in WWE. But here in Impact, you do get intergender matches. 
you know, like we, we mm. had seen Matt Cardona with Jordan Grace when, when he won the Impact Digital Media Championship. Is it going to be mixed tag rules or are we going to be allowed to see the men and the women mix it up together? See, I don't know. You know, we've seen where Impact has allowed it in both ways. Well, will they do it like how they had Triple H and Stephanie McMahon versus Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle, where they went with mixed rules, but then they bent the rules slightly when Ronda Rousey wanted Triple H. Oh, my God. What a debut match at WrestleMania that was. Yeah, I think no matter how they play the match out, I I want to say because it's a mixed tag. I want to say that it'll be only women against women, men against men type deal. Yeah. But I do think the rules are going to get bent a little bit. I really do. If they don't have it where, okay, it doesn't matter who's facing who in the ring. Great. I mean, it makes it a little harder because from a a realistic standpoint, Nick Aldis and Matt Cardona are big jacked dudes. Yeah. So the realization if could Mickey James hurt Matt Cardona? Could Chelsea Green really hurt Nick Aldis? Low blows, yeah. I mean, I have an answer to that question. I if you see intergender matchups in that match, I don't think it'll be Chelsea going after Nick unless she gets cocky and then Nick will do the I'm not hitting a woman. I reckon yeah. you'll get the other way around. And I reckon Mickey will go for her revenge using her hardcore country gimmick like I'm afraid of no man. If it's not Mickey hitting Matt with a steel chair, it's Mickey slapping the bitch slapping the hell like boom. Yeah, right? Right? So I can see this being, you know, strict woman and woman in the ring, man and man in the ring. But I I I think rules are gonna be bent a little bit. I reckon this is the hardest match to call. It really is. Personally, because, you know, know, favoritism. I want to say Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green win. I feel like if they lose, I don't think we're going to see Cardona be the one being pinned. I see Chelsea Green. I see Chelsea Green taking the fall for that team. Exactly. Now the other way around. And will it be a pinfall victory or will it be a submission victory? Ooh. What are their submissions like? None of them are really known for submissions. No, you know, I can think of. No, me either. So I I, I see it being a pinfall victory. Mm. If Cardona and Chelsea lose, I think Chelsea takes the fall. Yeah. I think if I think if Nick Eldis and Mickey James lose. I could see like Cardona and Chelsea going for like an, I guess I want to like in, in parentheses, embarrassing loss. Chelsea pins Nick Aldis, you know, type deal. Mm. Or you know, chaos Cardo- towards the end of the match. Ref and gets, it just doesn't see it. Chelsea low block gets on a knee, low blows Nick Aldis. Radio silence, one, two, three. And, and that could happen too. This is a hard one. Yeah. This this is a match. I mean, we've done fairly well on on picking how we think all these matches are gonna go. This is the one I'm 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 stumped on. I was just thinking the same thing. This is definitely by far the hardest match to pick. This one has me 
completely, completely stumped. I, I want to say they have the faces when I'm going to go Nick Aldis and Mickey James. I'm just going to shoot from the hip and say that. And I love the fact that some matches we've agreed on, some matches we've disagreed on, because this is another one we're disagreeing on. I'm going with Cardona and Chelsea Green. I reckon oh, Cardona trust- gets the pinfall. And, and trust me, I, w- I want to agree. I 100% want to agree because, again, I said favoritism. You know, I'm a huge Matt Cardona fan. Mm. But I think that with everything that's gone on with Mickey and Nick taking quite a few L's, you know, especially Nick with Cardona, you know, in the controversy from, you know, Cardona winning the NWA championship with all his, you know, his, his friends and, and wife coming out and things like that. Mm. I think that if they're going to continue the storyline between all four, I think that Eldis and Mickey James need to get the win, but if they're putting an end to this feud with this match, then Cardona and Chelsea green, 100%. Yeah. I see the feud continuing, especially with, you know, Cardona and and Eldis. I'm going to have to say Eldis and Mickey James. I'm going Cardona and Cardona and green. I reckon Cardona is getting the pin. Whether it's clean or not, it's a different story. But I reckon storyline-wise, because Cardona is a part of Impact and Aldis isn't. I mean, Aldis had, what, a 3,000-day run with the NWA title? Yeah, it was long. It's the fact that he's carrying all these belts at the moment as well. I don't reckon they're going to have the champion lose. Uh, I reckon this is just the start of the feud between Mickey and Green, and I think Green's going to start leading this feud, and then down the road at Rebellion, Mickey will get a win back at Rebellion. So I reckon Cardona with this. Now, (sighs) the next match, I have issues with this match, not for the same reason I had issues with Tony Khan, but for more the complete opposite reason. The other match with Tony Khan and Deanna Peraza and all that drama, I had issues due to with negative reasons and hate and whatnot. My issue with this match is love. I, it's for the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championships. You have the influence, Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood with Caleb with a K versus Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans versus Giselle Shaw and Lady Frost versus Havoc and Decay. How do you call that? It's hard. It's a very, you know. One major reason uh, I'm upset with the match is the inspiration on it. Being somewhat biased. I love my inspiration. The girls are amazing. And I, when they first won the Impact World, you know, the the Divas Impact World Championships there, the uh, knockouts, sorry. <laughs> I, had, I had the inspiration at the big event in New York, and then I had them at Showcase of Legends for autograph mm. signings as a promoter. They had the belts with them and everything. I did not expect it to be as short of a run as it was with the belts. 
yeah. I expected them to defeat the influence. But this I reckon is one of those longer than what I expected, to be honest. Okay. Um, you know, influence, inspiration, very similar gimmicks, both for heels. So it was like a very hard thing to like really do, I guess. I think that in inspiration came out faces out of that rivalry. They did. They did. Um, I've interviewed Tennille Dashwood, Tasha Steeles, and Rosemary, who are in these matches. I would have, you know, and this this was when they had the first women's active X division match because um, I've also interviewed Chelsea Green, who was in that in the in the X division match, uh, in that first women's match. I would have to say. I personally want to see Rosemary and Havoc personally. They're the, they're the dark characters of this match. Yeah. I want I think to say, Lady Fro- yeah, Frost and Shaw do not stand a chance. Not the, you know, and Frost was in the first women's X division match mm. and, and she's making a name for herself. Shaw's making a name for herself. Tasha Steeles is your knockouts world champion. And, you know, with her former tag team partner, now in AEW, Akira Hogan, it seems that with Evans, she has found a new partner, you know, to work with. Yeah. I'm not not actually going to pick a winner, to be honest. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put, point it down to two teams. And from there, I really can't pick because I'm not sure. I'm going to say it's either Rosemary and Havoc or the influence retaining. See, I'm the same with you in that sense, but diff- my heart wants Decay to win. Yeah. My logic says the influence are going to win. Yeah. Because- I, I'm the same thing, dude. It's yeah. Like, and I have been a Rosemary fan for years. Like, whenever Rosemary was in a match, whether it be Ty Valkyrie, Havoc, Sue. Um, Sue Young, I was always behind Rosemary. My heart was Rosemary all the way. It was yeah. Rosemary was my knockout. Yeah. And when she became a part of Decay the, for the first run, I was a huge fan of Decay. When Decay reformed for its second run, I was Decay all the way. And then when the influence won the titles, I was, wasn't heartbroken, but I wasn't cheering with joy. I was confused because I was overwhelmed with joy for the influence. Sorry, for the inspiration. But I was also at the same time heartbroken for decay. And I had the mixed emotions like I, to the point I just sat there going, I don't know how to feel. Like, do I feel happy that my Aussie girls won it or do I feel sad that? I'm my girl lost her titles. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I, I, I it's it, to me, it's down to those two teams. Mm. Tasha Steeles doesn't need it. She's already a world champion. Yeah. And, yeah. and lady frost and Shaw are still too new for the company for, and they're them. in a feud itself. Yeah. You know, so it, it really is winning that feud. Yeah. So for me, in my eyes, match. 
She's phenomenal. She's Giselle Shaw has a banging theme song. Oh yeah. She rem- actually, I see comparisons between Giselle Shaw and Tiffany Stratton of NXT. Yeah. I mean, so in my eyes, it comes down to those two teams. Yeah. As far as which one, it's very hard for me to pick. I want to say Havoc and Rosemary pick up the win, but I can also see that Tennille Dashwood and Madison Rain is the influence have not had the belts long. Mm. And I think that there's a bigger picture in store for them. Yeah. Especially with Caleb with the K. I think influence pin decay. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to pick a winner on that one, but I, I, I can guarantee it comes down to one of those two teams as the winner. Yeah, exactly. And they are our all our matches for the multiverse of matches. It's going to be a banging night. And yeah. for the Mania weekend, it's even hard to pick which match is going to steal the show, but I can't wait to see it. I'm beyond grateful you got up early for just to come and join me and make some prediction, talk some impact with me. It's been great fun. Do you want to um, tell us where we can find you and what you've got going on? Oh, absolutely. I had a blast on today's show. And fans, you can check Ben and I on Saturdays on Perched on the Top Rope doing a show called Heat Magnet, as, as I plugged earlier. That's where we find out who in the wrestling world drew heat and why. You can find us anywhere and everywhere. Podcasts can be found from Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Stitcher, Red Circle, Podbean, Podbay. Again, anywhere podcasts are found, we are perched on the top rope. You can find all our video interviews, which I, I seemingly throughout the show plugged some with, you know, Tasha Steeles, Tennille Dashwood, Moose, PCO, Josh Alexander, a ton of Impact stars youtube.com slash perched on the top rope we're rounding up on our 10,000th like on facebook it's facebook.com slash perched on the top rope we are on instagram perched on the top rope podcast we are also on twitter perched top rope and you can find us on tiktok where we recreate the selena scenes that you know selena scene that was made back in the day using the best highlights in professional wrestling the last thing i like to always mention is if you know the taskmaster kevin sullivan who led the dungeon of doom in wcw and you want to see him actually get humped by a dog go to our tiktok perched on the top rope ben i had a phenomenal time thank you for allowing me to come on the show and give some impact predictions and give some really cool insight i had fun and i hope we can do this again and i will see you saturday my friend Absolutely. It's been an absolute blast. I can't wait to talk some heat. Guys, go find me at Aussie Lucian. You can check me out almost on a weekly basis now that work's starting to settle down and I'm getting more time on my hands. Keep checking out down, down on the impact. You can find me on Spotify. Um, all you've got to do is look for Wednesday Night Wallet. You can find them on Twitter at WNW. Go check out um, Rylan, which is at RYAM Sports Report. And his co-host of the Wednesday Night Wallop is at Legendary Kyle. Come check us all out. Give us a listen. Give us a like, subscribe, rate us five stars. Do what you've got to do. Give us all that good stuff, guys. We'll see you next time. Right when I get back down to earth. Bye, everyone.
You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.